Real fact number 848. Wild camels once roamed Arizona's deserts. I feel like we had that fact before. I don't I don't think we've had that fact before. You guys did. I heard it from like a couple podcasts ago. Yeah, we, we did, bro. Yeah. Fuck you, Snapple. All right, here we go. Dude, they retweeted you, didn't they? Yeah, like, dude, you can't yeah. say that. Snapple. You can't say that. You gotta get that Snapple money. You gotta man. get you gotta get the sponsorship. All right, all right. Man. hold up, hold up, hold up. I got I got one too. I got one too. I got one too. Real fact number 1249. Jellyfish can clone themselves. Speaking of cloning, Loki episode number two. <laughs> that's so stupid. Thank you, Snapple. Fuck you, <laughs> Bro, that's my actual fact. That ass. That was a good fact, though. That yeah. was really good. Yeah. Nice transition. Always. I'm always here on the transitions, man. Transitions do not phase me. Anyway, though, what's up, guys? As you can see, for today's episode, for Loki, episode number two, whatever the hell it's called, we have the whole LFG crew here. Brandon. Francesco, and obviously your host, Danilo Judd, for Danilo Judd Reviews. I mean, if you thought anyone else was going to host it, you're fucking retarded. Uh, here on this podcast, <laughs> what? Okay. Here on this podcast, we're going to be talking about Loki episode number two. Obviously, we're going to hit uh, spoilers. We're going to give you a little brief summary, but then we're going to go into what we like about the episode, what we don't like about the episode. And then obviously the fun part, but first we're going to rate it overall. Then we're going to go into the Easter eggs and predictions and theories that we have for the next coming four episodes and how this show may all pan out but before we get into that let's uh say hi to francesco who hasn't been here for i don't know a hot minute how's it going francesco blowing anyone's back out <laughs> dude why do you laugh like that <laughs> why do you laugh like some freak dude you're so fucking funny all right I'm doing good, man. Uh, okay, no backs have been blown. Think, yeah, but um, I've been doing good. Been working and not living. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing fine though. I uh, really like. Uh, I've been like watched a couple movies and TV shows. I just finished this show called Barry. I think I mentioned it last time. And oh, that's uh, with um, uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader, yep. That's yep, right. great show. It's on HBO Max. Highly recommend it. And uh, if you like a good black comedy, definitely watch... Uh, a good black Barry. comedy? A black, like a black comedy as in like... Dark oh, you humor. mean like a dark comedy? Yeah, like dark. Is it? It's called black comedy, is it? No, oh, you got to bring race into it, Janilo. Yeah, come on, Janilo. Because I'm brown and I can. BLM. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, that's yeah. Why are you <laughs> accusing me of that? Yeah, we got like two Italians over here and yeah. a Hispanic. So we're I'm a fine. spick, dude. I can say what I want. <laughs> but in conclusion, though, I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually really excited for today's uh, today's episode that we're gonna be discussing today, and I'm really happy to see you guys. It's been a hot minute, and we got to bring back the good old days of WandaVision. And so, yeah, welcome. Yeah, that was Francesco, everyone. Brandon, how are you doing, man? You were here last week. How? How has uh, Flippin' Patty's been over at Mick, Mickey D's? <laughs> Dude, that's his job, man. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I, uh, I, work, I work for the big clown uh, for a time. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's been, it's been all right. I mean, since last week. Uh, really looking forward to reviewing this particular episode of Loki. Um, though, I want to give a quick shout out to 
a movie I recently watched, haven't seen as a kid. Shout out to Zathora, man. What a what an enjoyable film. Yeah, dude, dude. you unlocked the memory when you put that dude. in the group chat. I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? So I looked it up and I'm like, no shit. That's the one where their house like flies in the fucking space or some shit. It's Jumanji in space. That's basically, yeah, basically what it is. That's what it yeah, is. Basically yeah. Jumanji in space. I mean, John written- Favreau directs it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Bas- yeah. The book was written by the same. Uh, okay. Okay. By the dude, same uh, author I as Jumanji. I don't care. I, don't care. I, can't I know read. you don't read. You I don't can't know, read. Don't read. <laughs> no, not I don't read. I can't read. There's a difference. Would I like to read? Yes, absolutely, man. Can I read? No. Okay. Okay. I can't believe Helen Keller, who was blind, deaf, and mute, could read, and I can't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, she can. She's not even real, first of all. But that's a whole nother topic. No, Stevie Wonder can't. Stevie Wonder can definitely. Stevie see Wonder's, it. yeah, dude. I'm, he can I'm definitely. Happy see. You brought that up, dude. Bush to 9/11. Stevie Wonder can see. What else, dude? There's a t- portal at Area 51 where we can go out of it because we are actually Area 51. Anyway, though. Okay, enough with this. Getting off topic. Yeah. All right, we're we're at it. We're <laughs> out of our mind. All right, dude. You know what? Jellyfish can clone themselves. Cool. Okay. Nice back. All right. um, Before we start off in the episode, uh, we're going to get into the summary of this week's episode. I don't know what it's called. I'm still just calling it Loki episode two. Does anyone know off the top of their head? The variant. The variant. The variant. Okay. Well, yeah, I wrote it down right there. So it's. it's Oh, yeah, you did. Jesus Christ. Like I said, like I said, I cannot read. All right. So we're going to talk about Loki episode number two, the variant. Obviously, spoilers. I said that in the beginning. So if you're still here, then. Thank you. That means you've already heard that sentence before. All right. So, uh, Francesco, you want to write, get, let's just dive right in this and talk about the variant. Want to hit us with that summary? Sure thing. On in the this Miss week's Minutes ep- voice. Miss Minutes voice. On Miss- this week's episode of Loki, the, the variant, Loki joins the TVA mission on the side of an attack called by the variant in 1980 Oakash, Wisconsin. By the trails it stalling and attempting the bargain his way into the You know you sound like real quick you sound like yeah. Oscar Nunes from the office. Remember when they played the <laughs> 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 I totally the, get that reference. The plantation. Yeah, totally the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the plantation. Oh, shit. Uh, you just continue in English, man. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. On this week's episode of Loki, the variant Loki joins a TVA mission to the site of the attack by the variant in 1985, Oak Wisconsin. Shout out to Wisconsin. But derails it by stalling and attempting to bargain his way into meeting the timekeepers who created the TVA and the sacred timeline. Mobius convinces Rainslayer to give Loki another chance. After researching TVA files, Loki theorizes that the variant is hiding near apocalyptic events throughout time where actions do not affect the timeline. Loki and Mobius confirm this possibility by visiting Pompeii in 79 AD before deducing the variant is hiding during a hurricane in 2050 Alabama. Loki, Mobius, and the TVA agents are ambushed there by the variant, who possesses the bodies of several locals and TVA agent Hunter B-15. The variant reveals herself to be a female version of Loki and rejects his offer to overthrow the timekeepers together. 
She uh, sends the stone activated reset charges to various points along the sacred timeline, creating numerous branched timelines and throwing the TVA into disarray. She teleports away and Loki follows her. So, yeah, that was the summary for Loki episode number two, The Variant. And now we're going to talk about what we like about the episode. Each one of us are going to give at least two to three things about it. We're going to talk about it for a hot minute. So, um, I guess I'll start here. Why not? You know, fuck me, right? Yeah. yeah fuck you. Yeah, so, fuck okay. you. <laughs> okay, so what I, liked about, <laughs> what I liked about this one was it was early when I watched this. I, I had to go to work, you know. I, I wake up late. I stay up late. I wake up late and then I go to work at like midday, 1230. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, fuck, man, I, I want to watch it. So I don't see any spoilers on the Internet, obviously. But it's like 1030 and I usually get ready for work at 1130. So I'm like groggy still. And I'm like, all right, let's turn it on. And then we're into some carnival shit. You know, I'm like, OK, this seems fucking retarded. You know, why are we here to carnival? Obviously, shit keeps on happening. Big fucking whoop, bro. They played the I need a hero song. In the first five minutes, I've never felt full bliss at that at 1035 in the morning <laughs> than I have in my entire life. Like that moment right there. Like if I were to die after that song was done, I would have died a happy man. Like but, low, low key, I, I played that song on repeat the last couple of days because it's uh, it just gets you pumped up. Yeah, like Shrek 2. Shrek 2 did it good. This oh, didn't even wow. matter. Perfect. Yeah, like chef's yeah. kiss for both of them, obviously. So, yeah, that's something I really enjoyed about this uh, episode. I thought it was pretty sweet. Did you guys like that? I did like that a lot. I do believe that it really – and plus it fits with the time, too, considering it's 1985. And that was on, like, the top 40 of 1985, believe it or not. That was, like – How do you know that, like a, dude? How do I know that? Because yeah. I did my research and I read. read. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was like it was like the top uh, song at the time, and I really I do believe that this was a uh, really good because everybody knows it too, and so it's because a really popular Shrek. song. Yeah, it's because of it's, Shrek. It's, because it's of Shrek. only because of Shrek, dude. Our generation only knows that because of Shrek. And that was like the greatest movie of all time. Shrek, Shrek two. two, get it, it right, Shrek two, Shrek two, yeah, yeah, yeah Shrek on, two, bro. Shrek one. It was the somebody once told me, you know that one. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, did you enjoy that little uh, little callback to Shrek too? <laughs> I I I really did, Danilo. Like as soon as that song came on, and with everything that went on with like you know like the one of the agents being possessed, and then basically just kills off the other agents. Like it just fits so perfectly with how the show uh, is going to play out. I I really enjoyed the song choice because yeah like i said it just fits so perfectly with this whole episode in uh in general yeah i uh, i enjoyed it brandon what was something you liked about the episode man okay so yeah the first thing i want to bring up is uh me and you uh yeah danilo we kind of talked to last week about how you kind of were unsure about how you know, with with it being six episodes, like you were kind of worried about, you know, how much they were going to fill in with, you know, the amount of time that they have and yeah. uh, with its length. Um, in this episode, I thought it did a really good job on that. I think it did. I think it did a really great job uh, with the with the length uh, of the episode. And it just didn't feel too long or too short. It was just the right amount. And uh, there was enough information, I believe 
uh, that we got out of this episode to that carried over to the next episode beautifully. So I really enjoyed that the most. Really? See, I felt we'll talk that. And that's the one thing I didn't like. I felt there was a lot going on in this episode. Oh, like I was overwhelmed with the information. I'm hardly, and I, I am hardly ever overwhelmed by information on a show, movie. I don't know what else there is. Podcast, whatever the fuck I, you know, the, whatever media I intake. I just felt like I was overwhelmed with this one. I'm happy you you enjoyed the pace of it. I like the hour though. I do agree with you on that. Like the hour runtime, I love. You know, I don't want to sit here like and watch the Mandalorian for 22 minutes. I want to sit here and watch Clone Wars for 22 minutes. Wandavision 22 minutes. I want I want a nice hour of these shows. That's one thing I am happy uh, with it. What do you think about the runtime, Francesco? You know what? I do believe that it is it is really good. I do believe that. Um... It gives, yes, I do agree with you, Danilo, that it does give a lot. It throws a lot of information at you. But if you really do love the show, though, I believe that that's totally fine. Like, I love the show. And you know what? Lots of information. I love it. It's like building more, more about the characters, more about the story. And it really moves it forward. It doesn't bring it back. So it's not really setting back the show. In fact, it's like moving it forward and also further expanding future projects as well in the future of this show so um i actually really like the runtime yeah it's it's, i like it a lot better than like it was with wandavision believe it or not because with wandavision i I agree i felt like it was too short you know i felt like but that's how long the shows were back then man i know but like you're not gonna have an hour-long black and white show no maybe you do yeah that's true yeah that true that's true yeah no i can see what you mean the argument for the other episodes like after we get past the tv looking time you know yeah then i I get you Mm -hmm. there i get you there and but we all talked about that afterwards after we were done with recording the podcast uh, series finale we saw those articles that came out saying like there was more being shot covid just affected a lot Mm -hmm. of it you know so that was unfortunate uh but francesco what's something you really enjoyed about this episode man you know what? One thing I really enjoyed about this episode was the chemistry between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. I think it's absolutely yes. remarkable. I think yes. it's the best duo on television I've seen in a really long time. Like, like male, male to male, like duo, you know? Because okay. you, you think it's, it's better like, than WandaVision? I said it was better. No. Why, do you think the chemistry between them is better than WandaVision? I said it was. Be- between who? Wanda and Vision. You know what? I think it's a little bit better. I, I really so, do. Yeah, I, think I think it's think a little so, bit better cool. because Owen Wilson and Tom Edelston already had like a friendship to begin with. You know, it wasn't like a professional friendship, but they actually did have like somewhat of a friendship before. I don't know. It was just like a Hollywood friendship, I guess. But um, I really enjoyed it a lot because they really worked together. Believe it or not, Owen Wilson had no idea about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they literally had. So Tom Hiddleston really sat down. They actually sat down with each other. And Tom Hiddleston just explained the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe to him. And that really builds on the chemistry between the two actors. And I, I think that's super crucial because, I mean, I was once an actor, right? And I, I believe that you should always spend time with your, co- your co-stars as much as possible because it really affects, you know, your acting on stage or on, on screen. And that's what they exactly did. And I think that's why they have such a remarkable chemistry with each other. And... You know, and that's why I love uh, Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. I really think it's great. Brandon, uh, Brandon and I talked about this last week. We fucking love Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. Kachow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> everything like that. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? What, what do you think about the chemistry in this episode? Do you like it? 
I did. Yeah, I think yeah, it was just an it was a natural uh, chemistry between them. Like, and you can tell. Like, uh, and that's one thing I also like about this episode too is like the writing uh, and how well that the characters play off of each other because Mobius is always like three steps ahead of Loki at mm-hmm. every shot because yeah, up to that point, we like, you know, Loki, you know, got a mischief. So, you know, figured he'd have like the upper hand of things, but now we have someone counteracting that. And it's just a beautiful contrast between those personalities that really makes the show as great as it is, uh, in my opinion, at least at the uh, one of the top reasons on why it is. Yeah, I, I'm in full agreement with all, all you guys here. Owen Wilson holds his own against Tom Hiddleston. Going into this, we all knew Loki was going to be Loki. And we all like Loki, I think. you know, I can assume that all of us enjoyed Loki going into it. And we like who that character is. And the big concern was, okay, Owen Wilson's new. He's not usually in big franchises. Obviously, besides Cars, greatest franchise of all time. You know, he, he's just more, you know, he does like... Debatable. He does like a little fun movie, it's fun, like an indie movie here, an indie movie there, a silly movie here, a silly movie there. You know, he's not really in something like where he's serious in a franchise. And with this, though, mm-hmm. he he's the standout, in my opinion. Tom Hiddleston can do a lot. And I'll, I'll always think of him as a great actor. But Owen Wilson, I think, just elevated his acting game in this, like to another level that I haven't seen from him yet. And I, I'm enjoying it. He, he's like Brandon said, he's there with Loki. He always seems three steps ahead. As Francesco said, the chemistry there is just completely on point. The banter they have, the jokes they share, everything about that friendship on screen. Like, it's obviously a friendship even growing on screen, you know. It's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And speaking of banter, though, that's what I love about this show is, like, it's because it gives, like, the detective cop show feel. And that's, like, and with detective cop shows, there's always that banter. You know, I, for one, don't like cop shows because I don't like how it uses, like, it's like U.S. propaganda, just me and my social justice warrior shit. But with this one, though, it, like, kind of goes beyond, you know, the the cop show because it shows, like, true, like, really interesting concepts, like the free will concepts, you know, because yeah. with the sacred timeline, I really enjoyed that. And, and that's when I agree with Brandon, like, the show, the writing in the show is fantastic. I, I it definitely got, like, a a feel of like WandaVision, you know, with in terms of writing like that kind of skill because it able it's able to show yeah. like really hard issues. Like for example, like the issue of grief. But now we're like really going into the concept of free will, you know, who has that control. And I really like that because, you know, I mean, yes, it, like we're, what we're seeing is like a, you know, time traveling comp show, but in reality, we're seeing like what what defines free will. You know, like because yeah. free will doesn't exist under the TVA, you know, and I love how it's like super fucking hypocritical behind it because the because Loki wants to want to rule people and their destinies. Yet they have the TVA has the audacity to control other people and their destiny and timelines. And yeah, that's something uh, Brandon and I talked about last week. We yeah, said, like we didn't talk about it until like halfway through because I missed in the beginning with what I like. But I did really enjoy that. I it, it's a dark subject matter is what they're touching on. They're basically touching on religion, and this is supposed to be a kids show, mm-hmm. you know. So it's very very interesting on how they're handling it. Because like you said, it's hypocritical, it's hubris, and it's weird too because you say that they all have free will. You know, we're we as people know at this day and age we have free will. 
But there yes. are people out there who think that there's fate and destiny, yes. you know? And so it come, yeah. becomes then, can you have free will and still believe in that? You know, like, do you believe in fate? Do you believe in destiny? But you have to remember the, the audience for this show, though, is like 10 to 14 year olds, 16 year olds, yeah. let's say, just to put my 10 to 16 year olds. That's a big, big topic to be covering at that age. You know, I, I don't believe in, uh, I guess, I know, isn't fate and destiny the same thing? Fate, fate and fate. destiny are the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I believe in that, I guess I would say, you know, but I still think I have free will. And I argue that, you know, I can change my fate or destiny, but I am like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, you know, because and that's what the show is tackling as well. Brandon, what else did you like about this show, man? Yeah, so kind of want to, I kind of want to go off a little uh, on the deeper side of things because I felt like this uh, this this was a nice touch to the show. Um, I noticed that there were a couple of one take shots that they used in the episodes, and I thought they were used really well uh, in the moments that they were because. Uh, there was one moment where uh, I believe they're just about it's like right before they go to Alabama and they just it, they, it's back to back. It's like back to back one take shots. But the timing in those is really pitch perfect because you see B-15 walking in in the corner when Mobius gives Loki the knives. But the timing of that, like getting it exactly right was I mean, that's, uh, I think that's a little bit impressive to me. And then that one take shot where it's just circling around the group of agents, kind of like going over their plan on like what they want to do uh, when they get to Alabama. So I thought those were uh, nice touches to add to the show. Yeah, I didn't notice that, that it was the one take shot. Now that you mention it, though, you're right. I, I like that, though. I like that too. I uh, I think the directing on this show, to piggyback off that, I think directing on this show is pretty great. I Yeah, I agree too. Yeah. Who directed this episode? I think it's the, the showrunners, the two women, isn't oh, it? Or the one yeah. woman, Kate something. I don't know, man. I just I just read notes off a piece of paper for the podcast. Wait, did she, uh, did she do uh, WandaVision or no? No, the, be, that was a guy. No. That was Jock Schaefer or whatever. Schaefer. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. You're asking, Alyssa, you're asking deep questions. Uh, Kate Heron, that was her name. She di- she directed the first, and uh, she's gonna be directing the next episode too. So yeah, so and, this sounds like it's her project. Yeah, she's doing a really good job. I'm really happy for her. She's she's really she's really really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last thing I liked about this episode was the ending. Yeah. Yes. And the I will- ending to this yes. episode was absolute was a mind fuck you know we get okay we get shits going on we get there's another loki uh we all um i, I know brandon knew there was another lady that there was a lady loki coming in the show did you know that francesco oh, yeah i did they, i think it was confirmed before like yeah it was confirmed premiered. so we all knew that that person in the hooded cloak was probably lady loki i still think there's three lokis i'll get into that with theories and predictions anyway it's- though those charges go off or whatever at the end we see the old guard she's She's absolutely just fucked out of her mind. You know, it looks like she just saw God or something. You know, she's like hyperventilating all that shit. 
the other guards just you know fuck that lady she she annoys me that's one thing i don't like i'll get in that anyway there's though. also a brilliant shot when the uh, like the whole like store just goes red and it just like pans on loki yeah that's just that a beautiful shot, shot. fucking great that's a yeah. beautiful shot and then you know she takes the hood down lady loki we're all like oh wow you know like oh we got it right anyway though that wasn't the thing that like really blew your fucking socks off at 9 a.m in the morning it was when we go back to the tva dude and the camera is just shows the tv and that one line you know the sacred timeline then all the lines going out of there bro and the look on those people's faces holy fuck man and then the judge grabbed her like little baton thing Uh, yeah bro i was fucking blown away Dude, I got out of my bed at like so eleven thirty. It was already time to go to work anyway. But I was pumped when I saw that. Like I sprinted out and I was like, "No fucking way!" Brandon, what did you think of the ending, man? What What are your thoughts on that? Oh my god, everything that happened at the Rockstar store was was so top notch. I so perfectly done. I I and I said this in the group chat that uh, when the episode came out. That is how you do a perfect cliffhanger. Everything leading up where, you know, the agents split up and then we have the banter with uh, the two Lokis where um, Lady Loki is possessing like different people around the store and they just kind of talk to one another through that. I thought that was really great. Kind of figuring out like what, like her plan here, like what, like what is her like actual goal? And then the ending where Loki just like goes into the transport or the um the little portal yeah, the with thing. her, yeah, yeah, like it, like with uh with Mobius and them running toward him. Oh my god, it was so well done. And like I brought up, like you know, whenever like it got red and then it just pans on Loki, a beautiful shot. Like I said, oh my god, it was just great, great storytelling. I was not expecting that. For the set for uh, episode two, I figured we get this at least in episode three. So I'm, I'm, I'm. This is a perfect. I thought we were gonna get the season finale, dude. That's when I thought we were gonna see what just happened. But yeah, that's just yeah. fucking nuts. But do you have more hype, Francesco? Amazing. Do you have more hype watching the ending, or more hype watching the ending to Infinity War? More hype watching this and my personal. Whoa! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, it's, a, it's a big statement. That is a tough one. That so you enjoyed the ending, but what was your I, reaction when you saw this ending, Francesca? I, I got goosebumps. I really did. I and I was watching it at three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, I was. Shit. I felt like I just drank like three cups of espresso. Like that's how hyped I was and how excited I was. I'm like, got okay, this Twitter. is Twitter. Oh yeah, dude. I was gonna be like, this is a great fucking show. Like th- that's when that's like what really like I was like kind of like, okay, this, this is gonna be like a great, it's gonna be a good show. It's gonna be really good. But after this episode, I'm like, okay, this is a great fucking show since like WandaVision. I think I completely agree. Completely is it dangerous agree to say it's that. even better than WandaVision or no? No, it's dangerous I, I, to I think say too- on this podcast. <laughs> say it, Brandon. I'll disconnect you. I'll, I'll I'll have the balls to stay right in front of your face, Danilo. I think two episodes in, this is already better than WandaVision. Whoa. In my Jesus opinion. Jesus Christ, dude. I have to Drop the hammer. No, Wait, I agree man. with you, too. I just have a special place for WandaVision. I do. I, WandaVision I mean, is my get, comfort show. I, I fucking love WandaVision. Yeah. But 
I, two episodes in, and I have not found a single problem with this show. All right, we'll get, in, we'll get in that. Is. We'll get in there. We'll get yeah, in we're going to get we'll into it. Okay, mm. okay, okay. But we all okay. like the ending, though. We all thought the ending just blew our fucking socks off. Yeah. Yes. It, like, I, yes. it's, it's I've had weird. sex. This was better than that. Way but, to go. Dude, I'm, see, I, I'm just saying how it is, man. I'd rather watch that happen, where Loki goes into another portal. Then get a big fat nut. I got you. Yeah, and see the fucking faces <laughs> on all those TVA employees where they're like, you know, shit just hit the fan. All right, anyway, though. Keep on moving on. <laughs> let's talk about Christ. Let's talk about some negative things about the show and what we don't like. Brandon, I'm going to sauce it to you because I feel like I know the answer to this, man. Okay, yeah, I kind of just spoiled it like a couple yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, two. Yeah, two episodes in. I have not found a single problem wrong with this show. Like everything is nicely paced, well acted, storytelling is great. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, nothing, nothing to complain about about this episode or this show in general so far. Okay, and Francesco, how about you? You have anything you like or what? Oh. You have anything you like dislike about the episode? Yeah, I have one thing. Okay, good. Thank you for having at least yeah, one thing. I do have I, one I didn't thing want to I, be the only one. I have one thing I, I did dislike, though, was, um, I don't know. I just didn't. I wasn't. This is going to sound super. No, say it, dude. Well, you know what? I just wish we had more of that Jimmy Woo character. I really like him. Okay, uh, Casey? Casey. Casey. I really, I did like Casey. I wish we had more of him in this episode. Okay. Yeah. That's your only dislike? Yeah, and, and well, another thing is like, uh, I didn't say like uh, say it, dude. Mm, this is gonna sound really the black lady. Yeah, I, I like hate her. her. I yeah, hate I her. Not as like, a character, I, I really dude. disliked her as a character because she's very two dimensional, and I like she's someone, a flat character. She's a very flat character. Yeah. Like, there's no motivation behind behind what she's doing like we, well there may be but we just haven't seen it as an audience yeah i'm yeah. sure we'll find out like more you know we'll find out more down the line in the next coming episodes yeah, yeah but just like so far i'm just not a big fan of it i know that sounds listen no, okay. it doesn't dude you just don't like a character that there's not anything wrong with that Do you I know, know what but... she reminds me of you ever watched the guy we've all watched the godfather right yeah of course brandon Please tell me to watch The Godfather. I'm going to kill myself on dude, air. Why? Dude, you're telling Brandon, I'm killing myself tonight. No comment. Anyway, though. I plead okay. the fifth. Okay, so Brandon, so Francesco's watched it. Francesco, you know the cop who Al Pacino shoots just straight in the head? Yeah, uh, cop Mc, McKinley is like yeah, the yeah, Irish yeah. cop. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That cop reminds me of who this character is. Yeah. Just someone who's a total dick to the a person with no real reason to be a dick. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of her either. I don't find her. I don't find like her bits funny. I feel like she tried like the whole knife thing. Like she grabbed the knife. That like she grabbed his knives. You know, mm-hmm. and she's like, not a chance. Like I feel like that was trying to be funny. That that wasn't funny. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You're ruining my show for me. Please get off the screen. Um, but yeah, what what can I say? And the I, length of the, uh, what? I was gonna say I have like nothing wrong with the strong black female character there's nothing wrong with that it's just like the just the character growth it's just the characters yeah no one's saying there's something wrong with like you know that i know but i I like regina king in no you don't have to explain yourself you just don't like the character because you don't like the character 
I'm trying yeah. not to get canceled, man. No, you're <laughs> fucked, dude. Fuck. I'm, I'm editing out he what tried, you say. He's trying to I'm get just, that Disney money. <laughs> yeah, you are trying to get that. Disney money would agree with you, man, because they uh, shrunk FN, uh, John Boyega's character. Yeah. On the Chinese poster. So they agree with you. Anyway, though, I, what I don't like about this is the runtime. I'm worried for this runtime. I st- That is a grave concern of, me, of mine. At the end of at this episode, after the last two, I don't think, and I know it's early. I, I understand it's early. We're not even halfway done with the series. I'm already thinking about the season finale. I doubt they're going to stick the landing on this finale. I doubt it because of the runtime. Maybe it's like longer than an hour the last episode. The last few are longer than an hour. But there's a lot that happened in this episode. It felt very overwhelming. It felt very compact. You need to listen to dialogue, which is fine. You know, I've listened to dialogue, heavy movies. That's not a problem, you know, but I wasn't expecting that from the MCU. It was a lot of information they gave us in this episode. And I feel like as the more of these episodes go on, we're going to get a shit ton of more of information. And I feel like that's going to, that's going to bite them in the end. I really, I, I don't know what else to think, but I cannot well, I feel, see this show knocking out of the park when well, it comes like to the end. I feel like they're trying to throw more at us because it's, a science fiction genre or sci-fi show. So, I mean, they have to explain time travel in a more, I don't want to say complicated way, but it's definitely, there's definitely a lot more that, you know, has to be explained when talking about this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Because, like, time travel in, like, the MCU is different from our usual time travel that we've seen in cinema, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was telling Brandon. I said, like, there's no set dogma for, like, time travel things at all. Everyone just kind of makes up their own shit. Time travel in general when in movies is very hard to explain. And back, I mean, like, like, for example, Back to the Future, like, that's my favorite movie of all time. And, like, the way they explain time travel in itself, I mean, you have to, you know, give it a couple watches in order to, like, fully understand, like, what what is actually ha- happening. And even that, it's, like, simple time travel, too. Yeah. But, I, I mean... They have to explain it. I'm just saying, like, wrapping this whole story up. But then, Brandon, you threw out that we're probably going to get more than one season. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I... Based on, I agree it with you. It seems like to me that, yeah, with After this, this with episode, this kind I agree of show you. and the story, yeah, with this kind of story, like it, it's asking for more seasons, and I don't think, I don't even think the fan base is ready to like let go of Loki just yet. So I definitely see, I definitely see Kevin Feige and Marvel, like rebooting it for another season. I would, I would give it maybe three or four seasons oh, until like shit. this wraps up. I give Holy it shit. two. I give it two or three. Three. I would say three at the most. Yeah, three at the most because it's, it's expensive. <laughs> I would. I would. Think, yeah. Well, but, okay. It's yeah, expensive, that's... but they have twenty-three movies, twenty-five properties. Their twenty-three movies all make a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. They they got they can afford. Who it. the fuck? Cares? Yeah. They're they're fucking just flying in cash. Let's give it an over. What do you want to you want to go into individual ratings or overall rating? Individual, like like good individual. old one division times. Okay. 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 Sweet. 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 Brandon, you want to go first? I'll go first. Why okay. not? Let's hear it, man. How many out of five? Out of five. Five out of five. Shut up, dude. Stop. <laughs> Francesco, oh, five how out of five. Francesco, how about you, man? 
Uh, I give it a 4.9 out of 5. It wasn't like, <laughs> yeah. Shut, Shut the fuck up. Let's <laughs> give it a 5, dude. Yeah, I give it a 5. I, okay. I, yeah, I, I, really, yeah. I, really, I really enjoyed this episode. I really did it. It was the ending that really blew it out of the park. That's yeah. my. That's why I'm giving it 5 out of 5. I give this a 4 out of 5. Really? <laughs> and that's only because there was just a lot of information thrown at me. Everything else was great. Um, I don't want to see that one guard. I don't know what her name is. What is it? Guard B15? Something like that. I don't think they, yeah, I don't think they have names. They just have like the numbers. numbers. Yeah. Or their code or whatever. Oh, no. The B15 is the younger uh, African-American girl. The older one, the older one I'm not a fan of. That is the reason why. Uh, But yeah, I thought it was a great episode. There was a lot of great things in it. Um, I liked you know the detective story in it i liked how we get to where they got to like where the variants hiding you know where natural disasters take place i thought that was pretty clever i think uh Owen wilson's on point loki's on point obviously action is there chemistry's all there directing's there i don't really know what else to say except for it's just a great fucking show at the end of the day let me can i just say one thing yeah man say it fuck it if by the end of the show if Owen Wilson is not riding a fucking jet ski, I'm going to cry. Same. Did you, see that, <laughs> did you see that tweet that said, like, Owen Wilson will get a jet ski? He'll say, wow, and then it will be, like, the wow. end of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, hoping fuck. he says ka-chow. Bro, if he fuck me, dude. If he says ka-chow, I, I could get striked by lightning and live my life of ha- a full, a complete man, dude. Dude, Honestly, I'll put money on it. I'll put money on it. No, it has to have Chow, McQu- uh, Chow McQueen at the end on the back. <laughs> Chow McQueen. It needs to have a Francesco Bernoulli. It needs to have a cars <laughs> reference on the jet ski, bro. That I feel like if they were to give him the jet ski, I feel like they would have that. Yeah, just for the. I feel like they for sure. It's Disney. I feel like they would for sure do that for us. Anyway, though, guys, that's probably the review of the episode here. Episode number two, the variant. Now comes the fun part where we go into Easter eggs and that's when I hand it over to the Marvel connoisseurs known as Brandon and Francesco because obviously I don't fucking read. I do do. I do have Easter eggs though. I do have two. Thank you. Let's go. Thank you, Twitter. And then we go into the real fun stuff, which is the theories and predictions. And we just go off the rails for that. So stick around for that. And yeah, let's just get right into it. Easter eggs. First off, I want to talk about Night at the Museum. Oh, with Pompeii. Yeah. I knew it. That, okay. That was and that Owen was Wilson was in Pompeii in this episode because that was the first natural disaster they were at. And Owen Wilson, his character in Night at the Museum, was also in Pompeii in the museum. So that was maybe maybe a callback to Night at the Museum. Maybe. Possibly. I feel like that's I feel like that's just lucky. Like, like that's a lucky coincidence. I feel like so too, because everyone chooses Pompeii, Pompeii as a big natural disaster because it's almost what everyone knows, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. And the other one I have is the Revengers. In the document, when it showed the Asgardian yeah. thing, it showed the Revengers code name there. Dude, I was like, shout out to the Revengers. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think though, they're I'm better gonna... than the Avengers. Whoa! Same. I mean, how, <laughs> Same. How, how how can you beat that squad, dude? Mark Ruffalo, Thor, 
Valkyrie, Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson, uh, Korg and Meek. Dude, Korg and Meek, bro. Yeah, Shout obviously. out to Korg and Meek. And then uh, Loki, obviously. But I'm going to hand it over, over to you guys because you guys know what the fuck you're talking about. I said fucking Revengers and Night at the Museum. Uh, Brandon, you want to go first here with uh, some Easter eggs? I'll give out. Yeah, I'll throw out my first Easter egg. Okay, man. Okay. Throw it out, man. Let me catch it. Got my I'm notebook right here. That cloned myself. Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Whoa, Jesus, dude. That's no way to talk to a beaner. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's just a slur for, like, uh, Hispanic people. Yeah. Do you know what spick is? Yeah, because you keep bringing that up on the podcast. Dude, I thought you were going to say, yeah, because it's you. I would have been so proud if you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I should have said that. Anyway, what's your fucking Easter egg, man? Okay, okay. Yeah, let's go into the Easter eggs. So uh, the first Easter egg that I found, uh, let's go back to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. The very, the very beginning of the episode. Uh, so what I found out with my uh, thanks to Google is uh, this isn't just a, just a coincidence. This isn't just like, you know, oh, let's just throw like a random city and, and you know, just base it off that. You don't Oshkosh say. Was, I, I say that. Uh, uh, so Oshkosh, Wisconsin was actually the birthplace of legendary Marvel writer and editor Mark Grunewald. Oh, that's actually kind of neat. That's like uh, when they put the headstones in WandaVision as the writers and directors and all that. Yeah, there's actually more to that. Um, oh, okay, bro. Chill, chill. To that. <laughs> yeah, I got more like based off that. So Mark Grunewald, um, he created comic book characters such as U.S. Agent, Crossbones, Songbird, and a super vill- uh, female supervillain team known as the Grapplers. Just to say. name off some examples. That's pretty really? interesting. And really another cool. fu- another fun fact is that Agent Mobius was actually a fictionalized version of Grunwald. <gasps> so they so he actually based himself off of Agent Mobius. Oh, or he actually okay. he put him like he, he basically like wrote for himself through the lens yeah, of yeah, yeah. Agent no, Mobius. I got you. I got yeah. you. That's actually kind of sick. That's sick. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. I think from what I read, it was like um, like two characters, like uh, Agent Mobius, and then there was another character. Um, they were based off him, and then I think um, like his boss at the time. So, um, so we based the uh, two characters uh, off of that. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, unfortunately though, he died in 1996 uh, from a heart attack. So, uh, rest in peace, Mark Grunewald. Rip. Uh, Francesco has his hand up. I guess he thought it was a fucking classroom. What's going on, man? So speaking of the name Mobius, you know what it's also named after? It's named Tell after us. the time shape of the time machine in Endgame. It's like the uh, like t- Tony Stark says, can you do the shape of a Mobius something? And uh, and yeah, and because uh, Mobius is part of the TVA, which is the Time Variance Agency, then yeah, I think that's like a good connection. I would say. Francesco, look something up for me, will you? What's the definition of Mobius? While Brandon goes into his next uh, Easter egg, because slow Mobius, time Mobius was in Rick and Morty as well, and he controlled time. He made things slow down. 
So they must Mobius must relate to time somehow. But so Francesco will be pulling that up. Brandon, what else you got for us, my man? All right. So I get I got my second Easter egg here. I got actually a lot of Easter eggs from this episode. How many is a lot? Less than pages? 10. Less than oh, 10. I don't care, man. I was just messing with you. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Less than 10 pages. <laughs> no, uh, uh, okay. So let me go into my second Easter egg. So um, I believe this happens when Loki is uh, in the library and he's like reading, you know, all the files and stuff. In the background, uh, like right behind him, uh, there's a big bold that says 372. Like right, but I think when he's talking to like the librarian or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I got you. Like three seven two, I think appears in the background. So that's actually um, an important number uh, in the Marvel universe. Uh, in nineteen eighty six is the Mighty Thor issue number three seventy two. That was the very first appearance of the TVA agency. Okay. Okay, I like that. I like that. So that I thought that was a nice little nod to the uh, to the originals. I would there say there must be a lot of Easter eggs in these fucking things that I just don't pick oh, up I'm on because sure. I don't I'm know. I'm sure there yeah. is. I just, Brand, uh, Francesco, you got the you got the Mobius definition here. I do. So the Mobius is basically a surface with one only one side when embedded in a three dimensional Euclidean space and only one boundary curve. So basically, it's kind of like a flipped. Uh, so it's like basically to give a visual perspective of it, a Mobius strip made with a piece of paper and tape. Its full length were crawled, were crawled by an ant, and the ant would return to the starting point, having traversed both sides of the paper without ever crossing an edge. So it's kind of like basically a you know kind of like a donut shaped, except it's like curved, and so it's basically a continuous shape kind of like time because time is continuous and therefore it doesn't have no beginning no end and so that kind of makes a lot of sense why this would be a shape representing time which Uh. is really cool so there's no beginning nor end so it's unknotted and so therefore there's no definite size or shape so therefore time and space are limitless all right uh, brandon what else you got for us man all right so my third easter egg uh, so, remember when Loki was talking to uh, Mobius with the salad and how, like, he was trying to go over, like, you know, the apocalypse yeah, events yeah, and yeah. how. So, uh, he picks up, I think he goes over to Casey, city, Casey's sitting right behind them, and then he picks up, like, a drink uh, from his uh, little table and yeah, he just yeah. pours it into Mobius' salad. So, the drink was actually uh, called Boku, ju- Boku Juice. I want mm-hmm. to say that was right. Boku juice. That was a real drink that was sold from 1990 to 2003. Oh, did not know that. Like and the apparently gum. there was also was was the yeah, that was made the in 20, that was made in 2015. Yeah, that was yeah that was made. Oh, that's made okay. like even yeah. oh in the future. Yeah. yeah, and I think something similar uh, like that because I think in episode one. I think Mobius was drinking some, uh, like um, a drink that was like from the '90s too. That was like yeah. a real drink or something like that. I can't oh, remember the Mobius. name of that drink, but I heard. Yeah, I think I heard it somewhere that it was like an actual drink somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. 
That is cool. Francesco, do you have any more Easter eggs for us, man? I don't want to leave you out of the conversation. You got any more, or did you just have that one? I only had just the one, honestly. Like, I, well, I saw, like, one. Like, I saw it on TikTok. It was uh, basically the face of Spider-Man. I don't know if that was going to represent. Okay, so I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. when they're in uh, Rock's car, and there's, like, a big, yeah. yeah. It was, like, a black, um, like, a like uh, alien-like face or something like that. So I thought it was Spider-Man at first, but apparently it's um, the Alienware logo. If you're familiar oh. with Alienware, no, I'm I think not. it's like a, I think it's like a electronic company or something like that. Oh. It's something uh, like a, it's a technological brand. Is it for, is it for scrolls? Like, what is it? No, uh, uh, let, me, like look, let me look. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. I want to, I want I've, I to say I've heard of that name before. Alien Warrior. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's a, uh, it's a, it's like a computer brand. Yeah, it's like our time, like our like. Yeah. You know, like it's it's real life. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So yeah. I th- okay. So it was basically that store was basically their version of like a Radio Shack or something, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fucking Radio Which, Shack. Which speaking. Speaking of that store, I got another Easter egg that I conjured up. This one is pretty um, simple to under, like easy to follow here. Uh, the store Roxcart was a reference to the Rockstone Corporation that has appeared in, uh, you know, like uh, the Iron Man movies and, you know, uh, past Marvel movies. So I uh, figured that was a little wink and nodge there. Yeah, because I... I thought Roxcart was just like some store they made up just out of the blue, like, you know, some like a fucking Costco, which that's obviously what it is. But, you know, I thought it was fucking I think funny. it was. A, I think Roxanne was also mentioned in Falcon and Winter Soldier, I want to say, too. Yeah, I didn't pay I attention to that. I think that got show. brought up. That show was absolute. Just a dumb, that. Keep going on with that. Yeah, keep going on with these days, bro. I got I got things to say about that show. I can't say it. I'll be canceled. All right, let's see what else I got here. Uh, you know what? Let's talk about Lady Loki for a second and figure out like. Who yeah, we she have not is. talked once about Lady Loki except for that ending. Okay, so, so does I, anybody? So does anybody know the name of the actress that that is playing Lady Loki? Shit, I just wrote it down. Yeah, I just wrote it down. It Wasn't was like it, uh, Sophie. Sophie D. Was it Chloe Grace Moretz. No, Whoa. no. Was it was it like Anna Sophie Taylor D. Joy? No, so, it was like. <laughs> It was like Sophie something. I know it's not. I know it's not. It's Sophia D. Martino. Martino. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. So she plays Lady Loki, and <clears throat> this uh, this little Easter egg, like um, this got brought up all over social media, and how in the I want to say Spanish credits, it was an international edited credits. Credit. Yep. Yeah. They they credit her character as Sylvie. Which is a reference hmm. to um, uh, Sylvie Lushton, who is the hmm. second version. Who is the second version of Enchantress in the Marvel comics? Interesting. <laughs> so, uh, in the comics, uh, this version of Enchantress, Sylvie Lushton, was given powers by Loki because. Um, from what I could gather, it was because uh, he just wanted to. 
part of his, you know, got the mischief, you know, stint. Three Lokis, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'll de- dive more into it in a minute, but I'm telling you, three Lokis is what we're going to see in this show. And uh, continuing on from that, uh, the idea of Lady Loki as a whole is nothing new in the Marvel comics. So it's not like, um, like a rep- uh, representation thing or anything like that. Lady Loki was a thing in the comics. Uh, and the soul of Loki trapped in a woman's body in a late 2000s Thor comic. That's which kind of an I interesting believe, story, Ryan. Which, which I believe is how, you know, they got, you know, the gender fluid um, sex for Loki yeah, yeah. in the show. Which, I and like I think it. that's, I think that's going to be implied later on in the show somehow. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't like think the gender fluidity. Yeah, I don't think they'll explicitly, uh, explicitly say gender fluid, but they're going to imply, like, you know, Your you gender change fluid. from... Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I got you, I got you. Any any other ones you want to bring up, Brandon, before we go on to the big, big fun part? Yeah, so I want to bring up the um, the timelines that were... Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? That were... The nexus? Yeah, that were nexus, that were a yeah. part of the... Uh, big the bombs explosion. going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reset charges or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to go over a few of the timelines. I'm not going to go through all of them because that's just going to take up 20 minutes by itself. Bruh. So I'm only going to bring up the more important timelines that will def. I feel like are definitely going to get. Um. They're definitely going to get up- mentioned in the show, and are going to be influenced by the next couple episodes. So the first one that gets that has more of an importance to it is Hala uh, in the year 51 AD. And if you're not familiar with Hala, that is the Cree capital. Uh, that is the homeland of the Cree uh, alien race. Oh, from Captain Marvel. From Captain Marvel, yep. So I definitely feel like they're going to explore more of that uh, in future episodes uh next one i found was xandar in the year 1001 which is the home of the nova Corps, which is yeah, yeah, from yeah. guardians of the galaxy i got that i got that the next one might be a little bit more interesting to you guys in the year 1302 ego the living planet gets uh gets thrown in there for you so that should be some fun. I don't expect um, uh, what's his name to appear though. Kurt Russell. Uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, I don't expect Kurt Russell to appear in the show. But Bro, what if he I'm does? sure that yeah, I'm def- I'm sure they're gonna go to like. I mean, his son little... did. He did. Yeah, he which played John Walker. Which gotta say, great casting. Yeah, that is great casting. That's the only positive thing I can say about that show. Fucking Christ. Okay, yeah, let's go off of that. Uh, so, next I have Nifelheim, 1606. And this is the location where Hela was exiled in Thor Ragnarok, like before oh. she came back. Uh, and that kind of believes, uh, or that kind of brings into the idea of uh, where they're going to go with that idea and see um, how they're, you know, going to 
rearranged uh, some events there. Next is Sakaar in 1984, okay. which is the planet from Thor Ragnarok, I think, that uh, where the Contest of Champions uh, takes place. Yeah, yep. it is. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, where the Grandmaster uh, hmm. resides, I believe. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Uh, next, we have Asgard in 2004. So that, I feel like that's going to be... Um, that's going to have the most time, I would say, out of any of the locations so far as uh, the more most explored, I would say. So you think we're going back to you think we're going to see all these times? I would say so. If, if not, I would say a handful of these. OK, I, they're, they're definitely not going to explore like 20, 20 or however many timelines that got. Yeah, um, that were a part of it. No, I got you. I got you. But I definitely think out of these, Asgard uh, in 2004 will definitely be uh, explored the most, I would say. Interesting. And last but not least, we have Vormir. <sighs> and the interesting date on this is April 23rd, 2301. April 23rd was actually the release date of Avengers, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yep. So I thought that was a little clever there. And I think that's where we're probably going to see a location of uh, Black Widow because there's definitely going to be that moment because you and I touched on this, Daniel, last week uh, where we thought it was going to be Lady Loki and Loki sitting next to each other. But yeah. I definitely think it, I, but I definitely think it's going to be a version of Black Widow and Loki sitting next to each other. Yeah, Just I, based can, on I the can red hair. That. I rewatched that trailer, by the way, after you brought that up. I, I rewatched it that night, and I for sure think it's a version of uh, um, Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say Scarlett Johansson, but I knew people would have gotten it either way. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's interesting, though, because it takes place in 2301. So it's definitely going to be interesting on where they're going to uh, take that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's uh, Yolanda. Florence Pugh's character. Yeah, I mean, well, this is definitely going to be like after you know the Soul Stone or whatever. So we're not really, we're probably never going to like see. see that on Vormir. Anyway, though, was that all the stakes we got for our listeners today, Brandon? Yeah, I think that about covers what I could find. That about wraps it up. All right, so those are some good stakes that we had from our boy. Brandon out there and Francesco. Francesco brought a few to the table and I brought a few to the table. So look at that. We all we all contributed to society here and brought fucking Easter eggs to you guys to listen to. Anyway, though, now let's get into the fun part of this episode, which is theories and predictions. This is where we just go off the complete fucking rails, talk about whatever we want. We have to have some some basis, you know, so we don't we're not just pulling things out of our asses. But other than that, it's just it's just a fucking shitstorm on what we can predict that will happen with this show. So I'm going to go first. Cause Brandon uh, talked about this with lady Loki being gender fluid, all that stuff, you know, big fucking whoop. Great. I still think we're getting three Lokis in the show. I 1000% now, even more than I did before. I think we're go we're getting three lady, three Lokis, Tom Hiddleston's Loki. This lady Loki, quote unquote, on lady Loki, and then another Loki, which could possibly be our Loki right now, just in the future. I don't know how that would happen, but we are going to get another Loki. And the reason why I say that 
is because Lady Loki, when she was introduced, she, you know, Tom Hiddleston called her Loki. And she said, don't call me that. You know, like, I don't want to be called that. And then Brandon brings up the, the the Easter egg that she's not even credited as Loki. She's credited as, you know, Enchantress or whatever, right? That was her name, Enchantress. Well, they credit her as Sylvie, but what I think it, what I think will happen is they're just going to combine the two characters and just, you know, base it, base her character off of that. But so they're going to come, right? Yeah, I think yeah, they're just probably just going to combine combine the elements of both characters and just make it one character. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, and I, I'm I just think we're going to get another Loki. I think the Loki that we get when we see. Uh, in the trailers who's like that in that political stage like vote for Loki I think that's mm-hmm. our third Loki I, I really do I think our Tom Hiddleston Loki is going to be our Tom Hiddleston Loki who always just has the TVA vest on you know that says variant on it I don't think we're going to see him taking that off once I think we'll always and the other Loki is going to be in his regular costume and then obviously we'll have Lady Loki but I I, I just I, I just think we, we have three Lady Lokis Francesco, what okay. do you think about oh, what? Well, I was going to say a quick question uh, to that is, do you think that that third Loki is going to like play a bigger role in the series or do you think it's just going to be like a, like a quick nod or like a quick cameo or something like that? Depends on how many seasons. If they're doing three seasons, I don't see him being revealed until the very last episode in the last five minutes where they set up, this is, our, this is the big, big bad Loki. Oh, so you think this? Could, oh, so you think this would be like this could carry on into future seasons if they wanted yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. This this would be like you know for Francesco reference, uh, for Star Wars reference, this would be like the Empire, you know, like an overarching villain where he hires maybe Lady Loki or he hires those other Loki variants to help him do things, you know, things like that. Because we see Loki has other variants too, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Frances- I- Francesco, what do you think about that theory though? With three Lokis. I do believe that there's going to be like a band of like, I, yeah, I do agree that there is going to be like the multiple Loki theory. I do believe that this is very, that is very credible. And, you know, cause think of it, you know, you have like a whole, it's kind of like the council of Rex. I know it's going to sound like a really douchey. Uh, it is. I, no, it, that's exactly what I'm a, thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's, I know it's going to really like, it's I think it's gonna be like the Council of Ricks, except it's gonna be like the Council of Loki's. And so, but there is like a Loki prime, you know what I mean? There is like the most powerful Loki, you know, the powerful, you know, t- like the most powerful one. And yeah. he's he just he knows about the time variance agency, and we're gonna get a backstory about Loki Prime and yeah, because there's because there's like multiple universes. I think this is like a great introduction to the multiverse. You know what I mean? Because it's like outside of space and time. And, you know, this is going to be, I think it's going to be good. I do believe that there is going to be, uh, you know, the like three or more Lokis. But there's not multi-universes yet. And this is. It's not mentioned yet, but. I don't I know if I say this for Brandon. I don't know if I say that. I'm not going to say it for, for Brandon to get back. We'll explain it after off camera. Yeah. But I do think that future Loki if you listen to the last podcast, you know that I think the 2012 Loki that we have now is the same Loki that I'm talking about, who's going to be our third Loki, just in a sped up time, but put back into our time. And here's why I think that Loki right now, it, it's, it, it goes back to that fate and free will thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Loki at that time doesn't know about the fate and free will yet. 
but he does, he, he learns about it. You know, the TVA thinks there's like fate and destiny is bound to happen. So using that logic, that means that those multiverses expanding out was always meant to happen. So, right. okay, Loki knows that now. He's in another multiverse. He can mm-hmm. then travel back to this timeline and rule it because he knows that, you know, what is going to happen happened. He knows that there's going to be a multiverse there. And I go back to the gum thing as well. We don't see Loki put that gum away. We don't see him take a piece of it either. But I do think he's, I think in the next episode, we're going to open up with maybe a shot of him grabbing gum out of his pocket. And it's going to be that exact blue gum. And that's how Owen Wilson's character, who knew, who knew from episode one, that that was his Loki that he needs to hunt down. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's, that's, that sounds, that sounds it's like accurate. a total mind fuck, you know? Yeah. But it would be something cool, and I would really like to enjoy it. Uh, Brandon, enough of me rattling on about fucking three lady, three Lokis, 2012, 2012X, and Lady Loki over here. What is your prediction for any of the upcoming episodes? Okay, yeah, my first theory is... Or theory. It's not a... It's not a like super crazy theory i think this one's probably the most predictable out of the theories that i have um i mean this show is definitely going to set up the tva as the main villains of the show it just feels like to me but i don't think mobius is going to be a villain i think the tva is going to i think it either one of two things are going to happen mobius betrays them or they betray Mobius. It's either going to be one of those two. Like either Mobius kind of like, you know, sees the light and he like tries to like, either like try to talk to them about it and they like, you know, shut him down and then they just take him here's out. A, yeah. Here's a reference for you. They feed him to the wolves. Bingo. That's what they're uh, doing. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely think one of those two options are going to happen. Either way, the TVA, I believe, are going to be the villains, and Mobius will, will probably try to get Loki to help them. That's why, because yeah, probably the closest piece of evidence that I have to this is, I mean, in the trailers you can see Loki fighting off some TVA agents in the TVA office or headquarters. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that I mean that's definitely gonna be coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that theory a lot. Um if, before I give my thoughts, uh Francesco, what do you think about Brandon's theory over here with the TVA being set up as the villains? I, I think that's a very strong I I that's a very strong theory. I really do because it because it kind of dwells into the fact of control and law and order very oppression over a time through the space time continuum and i believe that that is a very credible source that the tva is like a pretty uh it's pretty uh evil corporation if you will and like that's why i want to say uh that the tva it's uh pretty uh i think it's evil because in a way mobius wants mobius wants out of the tva and I believe because he's tired, I can tell, you can kind of tell that he's tired of the TVA and their control and their power. And I think there's going to be the, like, oh. 
I'm sorry. He's the, he's the only one that has gray hair. I think that's something to really point out when everyone else Dude. has brown hair. They look a lot younger. He's the only one who looks older. Yeah. Well, didn't well didn't I could have sworn he said to Loki that like when Time they were works talk- differently here. Well, I well I was bringing up in like this episode where the where they're just like kind of chit chatting uh, at a table with each other. Like I could have sworn uh, um, Mobius brings up how like thankful he is of like the life that he has because mm-hmm. of the TVA. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Just yeah. Just to throw that out there. Like okay. Because because that I mean I didn't get any indication of like him like like wanting out of the TVA. See, uh, I'm I'm in agreement with Francesco because I did get that. Uh, so what what I saw more of is the the mythology or like kind of like what what their standards are uh coming out of Mobius's mouth because he brings up how like like once once there's no more chaos like the t- like all the t- like the timekeepers and the TVA are going to how do they put this um uh what did it say uh they'll meet in peace together and establish order at the end of time yeah. pretty much which kind of sounds it sounds like a dick sounds like dictatorshipy it is or it sounds like more of like a dictator like it's completely, regime it's completely yeah, ruling. like the government yeah based on like cuz chaos is what you know feeds uh you know life pretty much you know who so else kind has of chaos saying, jellyfish jellyfish wanda chaos magic okay you know what i never noticed this too they bring up chaos um or they bring up nexus events in uh the commercial in one of the commercials yeah they do in wandavision mm-hmm. anyway uh francesco you were continuing on with uh well, i don't even know what you're talking about we were talking about yeah. oh, mobius wanting out mobius wanting out and what you thought about brandon's theory about them the tva being bad so you don't agree with that fully i know you do it. So I believe that Mobius still, I, I, I believe that he wants out. And here's okay. why. So everything is predetermined and he is willing to get out of his usual routine. And you can see that because he, he, he's so willing to help Loki in the situation because he's like a variant unlike any other. Because he, mind you, he's old, like you've mentioned. And he's like seen a lot. He's done a lot. He's obviously very... He, he's a pro at what he does yeah. and but he can, maybe it's the same old thing it's the same predetermined thing and you can even notice that too because he doesn't want his destiny to be determined he doesn't want he wants no predestination because he wants to live his dream vicariously through water skiing it's like the littlest stupid things that keep him out of his desk that he's like thinking about and you can also see this through the coffee stain when he was with the judge and he proves that he wants to break away from his old habits and start his own thing. Like instead of like putting the coffee, the coffee in his own, like you remember how there's like a coffee yeah, stain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tired of like putting it the same way. Now he's starting something new. He's kind of going against the corporation, if you will, in a yeah. very small, but very minuscule way. Like he's finding his own little ways of freedom. You know, he's trying to, wriggle his way out yes he's rebelling and you know i I got you 
it's it's a little it's a little something it's just one hint yeah. that he definitely isn't he's not happy like i mean sure like you know there's a lot with brain you know there's like when you're living under the rule of a corporation under a government people say oh yes i love my country i will do anything for that but propaganda yeah it's all propaganda but do you really feel that way do you really believe in miss minutes you know it's just like you you know saying something is one thing but actually believing it is completely different and honestly i don't think that he really believes in it like yes he wants he has good intentions but he doesn't have the willing he doesn't like the authority that he is under he doesn't like the company that he's working kind of like loki in a way yes that's why they that's why they work that's why they work so well together because two sides of the same coin that makes that makes a lot more sense like i explaining it yeah i like your theory about the tva being the uh the villains in this brain i like that theory a lot because well, going do, in do you two think... episodes in, we don't know who the villain is. We still have mm-hmm. no idea. And it's, I don't know if you guys get this feeling, but when I'm watching this show, I don't, the only people who I'm rooting for in this show are Loki and Agent Mobius. Everyone else just seems weird to me. They give me a bad vibe, except for, yeah. except for Casey, because he's, it, he's obviously an absolute icon so... to the show. But <laughs> the judge seems like she's, you know, she's up to something. The agent seems like they're up to something. And Miss Minutes even seems like she's up to something. It seems like a Loki, cult in some ways. Yeah. It is. And what and remember what Loki said about the wolves. The ones with the biggest ears or some shit like that have the biggest teeth. I don't know what the saying is. The biggest I'm not ears gonna, have the biggest basically teeth. Basically, like don't don't underestimate like you know your opponent. Your opponent. Yeah, but you know, and I think it, that's exactly what the TVA is doing. You know, Miss Minutes looks like some cute excuse me, some cute little, you know, toots, to, tootsie fruitsy little fucking animatronic thing. You know, the TVA gives you a nice little like cartoon. Yeah, TVA gives you a nice little cartoon to explain everything. In the end, though, they're not the good guys. You know, it's one yeah. thing I noticed, too, in like about the TVA is that they're very much built like an ant farm, basically, or like an ant, like the way like the it's like spiraled and everything everybody's always walking like not like it's not like exclusively like seen but like the way of, it's structured the way it's structured yeah looks and like how it, they run like it, yeah it's yeah. the way she they gets run the order she runs it she hands it off to Mobius. and everybody Mobius has it off to the agents and everybody yeah, has a job and they have been doing it for god knows how long yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean and so it's very much built like an ant farm and like there's like the hive mind you know what i mean like for example with casey you can see, like, in the fir- this is like the first episode. He was like freaking out as soon as he left his desk because he didn't know what to do. He's like, "Oh, that's I what don't the know." Fucking fishes. Yeah, he doesn't know what a fish is because that's all he known. He's only known throughout his whole existence is to sit in his desk and do whatever he does. And ants are like that too because if you take an ant, because I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Bugs Life. Remember, he like there was like a stick that stood right in front of like the ant line. And then the guy's like, I'm lost. And yes, like he was like yes. freaking out. Ants do that too in real life. That's like real life biology. Ants like have a hard time doing that until finally some leader or somebody tells them, okay, you need to go around the stick, you know? Yeah. And so going off of Brandon though, it is like a cult basically. Like Brandon is. hit it right on the head with the cult. Mm-hmm. That. They're, they're basically a cult, you know, just following these three fucking lizard people as Loki calls them blindlessly and wilson is the only one who does question it like you said francesco he does rebel because he even asked you know 
he asked, well, what are the what are the time people telling you now? You know, and I think he said it a bit sarcastically, too. Uh, Brandon, what, what else you got, man? Do you have any more predictions? I feel like I know you do. So just yeah, 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 yeah. You don't even have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I noticed in this episode, too, that um, when Mobius and uh, Renslayer are talking to each other, that they keep bringing up this other analyst that uh, works for uh, Renslayer. They've mentioned that a couple of times well, with, from the banter between them. So I have a feeling that we're going to meet this other analyst in a future episode, whether they take over Mobius' spot or they just appear and, on the show. I, I believe we're going to see uh, the second analyst that works for Judge Renslayer. Okay. Do you have any idea, any predictions who it is? I don't have, I don't have a clue on who it could be. I mean, I don't think it's going to be some like secret celebrity that they kept hidden or anything. I, I just yeah. think it's going to be another character, you know, Paul Bettany. that just <laughs> Paul Bettany. Uh, it's going to be Patrick Stewart. No, um, Bruh. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's going to be a character similar to Mobius. Actually, I going off the clone, going up, going off the jellyfish thing. I think it could be a clone of Mobius. Oh, that would be sick. That would be interesting. Like a rogue Mobius. Well, this would be our rogue Mobius, and the other Mobius would be the one that follows in line. Yeah. That would be sick. That would actually blow my fucking mind if that actually happened. See, Snapple facts come in handy. They always come in handy. Snapple, sponsor us. Anyway, though. So, yeah, so you think... Mobius, see, so I didn't even pick up on the other agent. I thought they were ta- when they were talking about that other agent. I thought they were talking about the one that got taken by Lady Loki. I didn't catch that they were talking about another detective type uh, person. No, so that's yeah. interesting yeah. now. Yeah, like that, it, yeah. They brought it blow- up. Oh no! Uh, okay, you go, man. You go. Uh, no, no, you go. I mean, I was just, at, I was just gonna pretty much say what I said before. Okay, yeah, it's just like, I didn't think that it was going to be another detective. And that really then is like, okay, why are, have we not seen this detective yet? Because there's a yeah. reason we haven't, you know? And, and that's why I got thinking, because they kept on mentioning it when they, when they, like, when they had that one scene with each other. Yeah. So it, it's definitely, like, not, it's definitely not a coincidence that they're, that, that that specific character, whoever it may be, kept getting brought up because I think there was a moment where like um uh like Mobius is saying like like uh oh man I, I just lost I just lost what I was gonna say. Anyway like like they brought up like how like this uh, their analyst is you know working for Rensselaer. So I just yeah. I just have that feeling that we're maybe in like the fifth or sixth episode we're just gonna see whoever this is. And I predict it's going to be a clone of Mobius. Okay. I like that prediction. I do. I have a prediction for you guys now. I just had it. If I, I swear to God, if I lose it right now, I'm going to be very fucking pissed. Say it. Uh, say it. God damn it. What was it? It was about... Oh, I got it. I think Mobius knows that there's a Lady Loki. I think 
think they know that Lady Loki's there, and that's not the Loki they're trying to find. I, I'm going back to the third Loki thing again. I think they're looking for a man Loki, but I think Mobius knows that Lady Loki exists. I think the whole TVA knows that a Lady Loki exists. Do you agree with that, Francesco? I I agree with you. You know, I do believe that's like a strong possibility that there could be. Yeah. Yeah, I do. What would make you come to that conclusion? Like what kind of evidence like do you like do you have like to support that? Obviously storytelling. Just uh, just honestly yeah. other stories where they set up a red herring where we think you're going after this guy, but the you at the end you find out that no, you're actually going after that person's boss. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think this could be a henchman that they don't that the TVA knows about but doesn't know about, you know, like they know someone's working so for do the you boss, think, boss. So do you think Renslayer is like keeping like a like a variant secret like behind Mobius's back? No, I think Mobius knows that it's a lady he's after. I think the whole TVA knows that it's uh that there's a, la- a lady Loki out there. Cuz going you... back to the heat signatures I don't think a lady Loki would have the same seat signature as a man. And I know the gender says fluid. Now maybe that's where it comes into play, you know, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm still on my three Loki thing. And I do think that uh, they know that she's out there, that that lady Loki's out there. Could you see Renslayer like keeping like a variant secret from Mobius? Yes, I can. In general? Yes, I can. And that's only because of the Funko pop that they released. Because that outfit looks nothing like what we've seen her in at all. And she doesn't look like she's a good person when she's wearing that. I know oh, it's a I fucking action so. figure, but she doesn't look like she's a good person with that. I mean, all that we know of her now is that she's, I mean, she basically is, she's a messenger of the timekeepers, pretty much. Yeah, so she can just basically say whatever the fuck she wants. Francesca, yeah. do you think Renslayer is a bad person? I do. The judge? Do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I believe it, that it, she does have like strong, like has like, because I do believe that she's like one of the main. She's like the right hand person when mm-hmm. it comes to like the the timekeepers. So she's basically a lap dog, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. she is kind of like bitch. the like the annoying, uh, <laughs> like the annoying uh, character. I didn't like. What I can't remember her name because she's very black beautiful. person. Yeah, the the head guard or head yeah. general B fifteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. B fifteen. That's it. B fifteen. Yep. So yeah, so we we're basically all in agreement here. Where we don't think the TVA is good, except for Mobius no. and Casey. No. Is Casey at least good, guys? Yeah, I think so. I think he he you know he reminds me of um oh my god what what was that guy's name in WandaVision? Um, if you forget Jimmy Woo's name, dude. We'll kill you on no, the spot. It, no, okay. No, it was the. Oh it was yeah, the other, I know. It was the, the other Indian guy oh, that Vision kind of took him out of reality. The Indian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's who Casey reminds me of. Okay. Kind of just like an innocent guy, like I follow him on TikTok. He's really funny. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. You guys think Doctor Strange is gonna, is gonna appear in this? Who? No. Doctor Strange. No, I don't think no, so. I'll be, very surpri- I'll be very surprised. I don't even think we're gonna get like a, you know, surprise cameo. How much from is the, the show? How much is the budget again? Like how much? They just they- said it was like a movie, and if so, let's say a movie for this is two hundred and fifty dollars. Divide that by six, 
What's two hundred fifty dollars? No, two hundred fifty million dollars is like what a movie averages as a budget. These type of movies do twenty five divided by six. That's thirty million dollars average, right? It's, Three times it's, six is twenty eight. Yeah, like two point eight. It's a possibility that Doctor Strange could happen, but I don't know. Depends how how much uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is charging the studio, but because yeah. he's a very prolific actor, so. I don't know how. Okay, I don't know how much he would play into the story, though. I just didn't know because he's a timekeeper too. Oh yeah, that's another thing I want to mention to you guys. Do you think the sorcerer, these time sorcerers, the people who guard the time stones, know about the TVA, and we were just never led on to believe I, that, or do you think this is like some made-up thing called the TVA, but it's really controlled by, let's say, just a bad guy? Who just made this up one night? He had this wild plan to make this whole thing up. It's a possibility. I, I do believe that. I bet there is like an acknowledge. Well, because time is such a taboo subject to talk about and to be tampered because it's forbidden magic in the to the sorcerers of um the the sorcerers and for Doctor Strange and so because it's in the forbidden section. And so oh, I guess I should watch the movie. Yeah, no, it's okay. But it's like it's very it's a very taboo subject. So I would assume that Doctor Strange does know of the existence of the TVA, but not all not everybody knows about it. Only the TVA knows about it essentially. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Like those who have like the eye of Ag- Agubab. Oh Jesus. Brandon help me. The eye of uh, Aganaman, oh Aganaman, I think. I, oh, I want to say you're right basically on that. The time or at least I'm lost here. I'm totally it, lost. I gotta watch this movie. Yeah, you yeah, do. Just, yeah, just say the time stone. Yeah, much. just basically the time stone, which is the green one. And uh, and he, because uh, he knows about multiple realities, because he goes through time multiple times. He redoes, redoes time all every single time when he's like fighting... Uh, the uh who's who's the main villain in uh in uh the doctor strange brandon dormammu dormammu yes and so yeah he's like a celestial like villain and everything and yeah i do believe that like doctor strange i'm sure he knows about the tva but or he he has like an idea of it but i'm not 100 sure i wouldn't think so okay it's it's called the eye of agamotto agamotto thank you thank you okay Okay. Another prediction I have for this, just storytelling wise, is remember how I said in the second to last episode of WandaVision, we're going to see how Wanda gets there, and w- which we did. I'm still mm-hmm. a little Caesars from both of you guys. I still, I think Brandon a little Caesars. And I think I owe Francesco a little Caesars, even though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, we're, yeah. We're we didn't get the old, fucking the gazebo, right? Yeah. Next episode, I think we're going to see how Lady Loki gets to where she is. I think she's going to explain a lot to loki you know how we see loki kind of in all these like different universes mm-hmm. and how you were saying when you were doing your little easter eggs we might visit these places yeah i think we're gonna visit those places next episode i think it's gonna be loki and lady I- loki visiting those places next episode and he's not with her but he's following her lady loki mm-hmm. doesn't you know because we know that they got a mischief and they're not someone to explain what you're doing they kind of mm-hmm. show you what you're doing and so i think you're going to get a door, you go in it, there's a nice little fucking different world, another door, another like portal, I call it a door, but it's that orange looking door thing, I don't know what it's really called, you go through that, 
you see Vormir, you see the Black Widow, another door, you see Asgard, you know, shit like that. Do you guys agree with that? Do you guys think we're probably going to see that next episode? Yep. No. Yeah. Well, I see. I see that spanning out over a couple episodes. I don't see all that being contained in one singular episode. Okay. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to separate it. I think they're probably going to throw in a couple in each, maybe two or three episodes. And then, well, yeah, and then we'll get like a big climax. Big climactic end. You know, if yeah. Mobius leaves, I think he's going to turn to dust because I do think he's older. He's the oldest one in there. Well, well, he was also created die. by the timekeepers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. I feel like that. I mean, they're going to have to explain how he's going to like, if like, if he even makes it out, like find yeah. a way to like, find a way to like have a, like a loophole, I guess is what it's called. You got any more predictions, Brandon? Before I go to my last one here. Yeah, I got, I got two more. Uh, two more? All right. Sounds up. Um, this one I'm talking, again. dude. What? What's everyone just flaming the podcast for here, man? What? Jellyfish can clone themselves. Keep going, Brandon. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, th- uh, this one is also uh, uh, a non no brainer. Uh, we're probably going to end up meeting the timekeepers in a future episode. Uh, I think that's pretty much given. I mean, they're hyping up the timekeepers as this like holy you know big you know big thing yeah whatever yeah. and but what i could you know i just thought of this now and oh, i think boy. you brought this up i think you brought this up earlier too we're going Is that script. like i know so we're either going to meet the timekeepers in a future episode or there will be a chance to meet the timekeepers but there's actually no timekeepers at all and it's just something that the tva like just made up. I think that's what they're going for. I and I really think, do. I think you brought that up earlier in this uh, podcast. I do, and that somewhat. was going to be my last prediction. But I want to hand it off to Francesco. Francesco, what do you think about that? What uh, Brandon was saying that we're going to meet the timekeepers. You think we're going to see him? I think in like the towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. If anything, it's going to be like episode five or six. If not the last, I think it's going to be like the last episode. Because okay. it's gonna be kind of like a Thanos after like the first Avengers movie, yeah, kinda yeah, like, kind of like that kind of reveal. I think like kind of like a post credit scene, and I think that's how it's gonna play out in my personal opinion. I got you. I'm gonna say what yeah. I have to say for my last prediction about that because I I agree with you though, Brandon. I want to go more in depth with that. And then what's okay. your last prediction here, Brandon? To wrap it all up, to wrap up the LFG podcast before I get my so really. so I don't know if. This is going to make any sense based on what we've talked about, but... This show doesn't I, make sense. Well, <laughs> that's the fun of sense. it. Uh, so, having this in mind before the podcast, I thought that the broken timeline is going to... What? Nothing, dude. We're just making no, fucking. Keep going, keep no, going, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I turn over. Hard. I turn my head for one second. You guys are fucking around. <laughs> no, we're listening, dude. We're listening. I can't remember what you. Just keep going with your prediction. Keep going. We're, okay. we're listening. Okay. Basically, basically, what I have to say is, I think the broken timeline is going to carry over somehow into the next MCU project. So, like, No Way Home or Doctor Strange Two, something along those lines, where. It's going to have an effect on those projects. 
or any any kind of uh, any one of those future projects that are coming. Okay, I do have a question for you about that, and for both of you. So we know that this is probably going to carry over to the next MCU phase. I'm in agreement with you, Brandon. I do think that's going to happen. You know, maybe that's even how we open up Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home. Maybe that's how we open up Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Those white lines. That's the, there's a sacred timeline and the white squiggly lines. The ones out. that branch off. Yeah, those were rising pretty fast. Uh, I think they mentioned something that if it like, if it gets to the red, I think. What do you say? Like they can't do anything about it. Yeah. Or like, do you? How long do you think that's going to take though? Till episode six, or do you think it's going to take place in the next like two, three episodes? Because they were rising fast in that picture that we see. I think we'll see something. Fast. I think we're going to see something. I want to say in episode four. Okay. I okay. think I, I'm going to make a prediction that that's going to be the last thing we see going into episode five. All right. To set up a big two part season finale. Yep. I got uh, you. And then how about you, Francesco? What do you think? You think those white lines are going to go in four or six? I think it's where you like, can't go back. I think six. It's gonna go, yeah, I think so. Six. Okay. I just yeah. wanted because I found that weird how fast they were rising compared to all the other ones, you know. Yeah, but I mean, some. Worse. I mean, major stuff must have happened in the, within those like events, like after yeah. the explosion. Yeah, for, for sure. That for that to happen, because then you saw all the agents going there too. Even the judge, uh, you were mentioning her name. It's here uh, in the fucking thing. Renslayer. Yeah, even Renslayer grabbed her weapon. Her time. Do you think weapon. that? Do you think this is a plan by Lady Loki to like distract the TVA so that she can get into the headquarters, or is that not her goal? That's not her goal. She has a. I don't think that's her goal. Oh, you know, I think I think she even brought that up too. That that's not what she wants to do. I so you guys ready for my last prediction? If any, you guys have any more you want to say before I get into the last one that's going to end off the podcast? Nope. Uh, Let's go. Let's hear it. I don't think the TVA is real. Okay, so I don't it's going think on, the, okay. Going off of the, what I said. Yes, exactly. You know how you control a cult? You go on your need to know information basis. Who gets the information? Who hears it? And how you fall in line with that information? You know, it's a need to know type thing. Mm-hmm. Renslayer knows information. She keeps some for herself, but she trickles down to Mobius what he needs to know. Mobius, he's an innocent agent, obviously. So let's use the new agent who we were talking about, Brandon. That agent, he keeps some information. He trickles it down to the task force. The task force goes out there. They do what they need to do. You know, people people are keeping information. I don't think though the TVA is real. I don't think, and if, like, I, I agree with you that, well, you had this theory that, you know, they're not existent. The lizard people, the timekeepers aren't real. Yeah, I, I buy that 100%. I think that's going to be the big twist Kevin Feige is going to put on this show. I, I See, now thinking that, I think I'm going to go with that more so than, like, actually, like, seeing them in person. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because that sounds more like um, Wizard of Oz to me. Like, they hyped up, you know, the great and powerful Oz, and then it's just some guy in a fucking jacket. Yeah, so I don't even think dogs. they're real. Yeah, I don't think I, yeah. they're real. I don't think the task force is real. Obviously, the task force is semi-real, but I think it's a made-up task force. I think if there is a timekeeper or a time watcher, it's one person who's controlling everything, saying he's created this. Kane the Conqueror. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I was meaning to ask you guys. Now is not the time, obviously, to ask you, so I'll ask you after the podcast. 
But if you know Marvel, Kane the Conqueror, look that up. Because obviously he's rumored to be in this. He's rumored to be the main villain. He's. I think he's. Uh, I think he's going to play a role in the next Ant-Man movie. Yeah, exactly. And that, it's funny you mentioned that up, Ant-Man. There was something on Twitter that showed this, like what uh, this world looks like. And there was something in quanta, uh, in the quantum realm. There was something that looked pretty close to the shape of this world. So if Kane the Conqueror, you know, controls the quantum thing with, I don't really know because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I don't think the TVA is real. At the end of the day, I don't think they're real. I think everyone's just playing a part. Like it's an all, it's a big fucking illusion. Oh, so you, oh, so you think the whole TVA is an illusion? Yeah, except for the people in it. Like I think the people in it are like Mobius said, he was created by them. I think a hundred percent of those people are created by the timekeeper, whoever that person is. Like you said, it's a Wizard of Oz thing. So you, you know, so you think it's just one singular timekeeper instead of three? Yeah, and if, okay. if there even is one, I'm debating on if there even is one, or if you know, so see, I'm, I'm, see, I'm going with there's no timekeepers at all. I'm, I'll, then I'll it, go with that as well. Is it just something that Judge Rensler? I think Judge Rensler is like the actual like big villain of this. But, okay, I like that uh, as well. Francesco, what, what do you think about this? Brandon, I don't think the TVA is real. How about you? I think it is. Uh, a little Kevin Feige twist he puts on the whole Marvel MCU. You know, there's a strong possibility that the there could be a bigger stronger entity you know it could be because you know there is the existence of celeste like higher celestial beings and so that could just create something out of nothing like kind of like with uh what was his name from guardians of the galaxy 2 what was which one the I i didn't watch it guardians of the galaxy 2 the the planet the oh, ego Igor. ego ego yeah. yeah ego who can create he's a celestial he can cre- he's basically god like a god mm-hmm. you know that can create something out of nothing and so i think it's a possibility like the tva could could be fake and it could be like this huge celestial being that just wants con- that has control and power and the timekeepers are just this like you know made up thing or something but i don't know i, ha- I have no i have no idea yeah, I don't know. It just came to me. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? What if they're just what if it's just a big illusion? God of mischief takes over the TVA. What if it's you know that future Loki who takes over the TVA and he then makes up the TVA? See what I see what I think could happen is or what I what I want to see happen is Mobius takes down Rensselaer and then Mobius becomes like the new head poncho in charge or head honcho in charge. Okay, okay. Do you think he'll turn he- bad though? No, I just think he'll make, you know, a better TVA. TVA. All right. You know, a good version of it. And then I think that's how it's going to carry over into later seasons. Loki season two, you know, maybe he's going, maybe they're doing some fun missions there, here and there. Because it it makes sense to me that Renslayer would like kind of like puppeteer, like like all the agents and the workers Mm -hmm. to me, rather than like, the timekeepers because Mobius even says that he's never met the timekeepers before either. So, yeah. I mean, that, that puts more evidence into me thinking that I think Renslayer is just making up this whole thing. And she's actually the one like masterminding this whole thing. I could see that too. And I agree with, I, I think if 
someone was to die in this show, I don't think anyone's going to die. But if someone were to die, it would be Mobius. And going back to the whole Renslayer thing, making it up. If your fate is predetermined and you need to, you know, if you're, if you're giving, getting information from the quote unquote timekeepers, you need to stick to that information. You can't just willy nilly make your own decisions. Well, Renslayer made her own decision when she let Loki not be reset and go to Mobius, unless that's what the timekeepers wanted. Or maybe it was something she wanted if the timekeepers aren't real, because she knows that Loki could be Mobius's downfall if she sees Mobius as a threat to her, her place in power, you know, to take mm-hmm. over. So who knows? It's a weird, it's a weird fucking show about all of fate, destiny, you know, it, it's a, it's a deep, deep topic for a kid show in my opinion, but I, I love it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I love it too. I think it's, I think it's a good thing for it to, what the fuck? Okay. I, I think it's a good thing that, uh, I don't know why my volume went down, but anyways, you're good. You're good. Yeah. But I think it's a good topic to explore because it's like unlike Star Wars, like stop. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started tonight, man. We're no, wrapping I'm up glad, the episodes. I'm, I'm glad that Marvel is like addressing adult topics too. You know what I mean? That way it's like it's good for like all audiences to watch and, and enjoy and they're aware of that. You know, it's not just like a superhero flick, but it's also can be like a really multi-layered complex you know, TV show to watch. And I think that's really good. And I like that a lot. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I think that about wraps it up, guys. What do you say? Wraps it up for Loki, episode number two, the variant. It oh, does. Yeah. That's what yeah, wraps it up. Yeah, I would say up. so. And you know what else wraps it up? Jellyfish can clone themselves, according to Snapple's real fact number 1,249. <laughs> anyway, though, guys, I had a blast talking to you about Loki, as always. As always, it's fun to get the little LFG group here together. Let's fucking go. Is this show a BFD, a big fucking deal? Yup. Yes. Yep. And yep. Exactly. B for Brandon, F for Francesco, and D for Danilo. Look at that. We're college students, so we put that $20,000 tuition to use with this podcast. Anyway, exactly. Though, Brandon, where can they find you, my man? All right. Well, the more more important places you can find me on are Instagram. You can follow me there at BLion2K20. And you can also follow me on Twitter at BrandonLion226 for that great exclusive content. You know what else is exclusive? The fucking iCarly reboot. Fuck you, Paramount+. Plus. Francesco, where can we find you, my man? You guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok at FrannyOfficially. And you can follow my Twitter, FrannyOfficial, with the two L's at the end. That's a good thing you mentioned that because I spell officially with one and a half L's. Anyway, though, guys, it has been a blast. It has been a blast talking to you guys again about Loki. We will be here next Saturday as well. Isn't that right, Brandon? You're going to come back? I'll be here for next Francesco, Saturday. Francesco, you're going to come yeah. back? Yeah, I'll be back. You're the man. You guys are the man. Thank you guys for listening. If you're listening on whatever platform you are, whatever platform you are listening on, whether that be Google, Spotify, Apple, I don't even know what fucking else there is. Anchor, I don't fucking know. But you're listening on this somewhere. Please subscribe to that. If you're listening to it on the iTunes uh, podcast app, please consider leaving an iTunes review. It does help out the channel uh, very much. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as you guys know, you guys can follow me, Danilo Judd, D-A-N-I-L-O-J-U-D-D-1 on Instagram, and Danilo Judd on Twitter. That's probably where I'm most active and where you can find me. Anyway, though, guys, thanks for listening. And as Loki once said, I have been falling for 30 minutes.
<laughs> I have spoken. Peace out, guys. <laughs>